describes when God had called Moses and uh, you read there of how there was a struggle within Moses because here he is standing in the presence of the Lord and God is giving these commandments to him of what he's going to use him to do and gives him instruction on how it's going to be done and in his natural mind Moses is thinking of how this is not going to work he knows how Pharaoh is he knows the hold that he has on the children of Israel. And he's naturally thinking, oh, this, this is not going to be possible. And he's thinking, I cannot do this. this is, uh, and, of course, that's what God wanted him to see, of course, is that he cannot do it without God's strength and direction. But when God is showing him and giving him detail of how it's going to be done and told him in the beginning that he is not going to listen and it's going to be, I'm going to show all of my wonders here. I'm going to show many mighty works here I'm going to have to do before he finally realizes what's going on. And I compare that and I look at that and I see that and how it is a struggle for us at times to see the blessing that God puts into our life and how He shows us in His Word and He gives us detail of how it is going to be in these last days. And He gives us detail of how we are to conduct ourselves and live our life and how the obstacles we are going to come against. It's no surprise that the devil is going to come against the church. The Scripture shows us that if that is going to happen. But it also tells us that if we will resist him, that he will flee. And you've got to keep in your mind at all times... It does not matter what the devil brings into your life and into the situation that you're up against, that God has already provided the blessing, that God has already got everything in line and in place the way that it needs to go. Amen. And there's going to be times in the heat of the battle or the storm, if you will, that your flesh naturally is going to be saying, this cannot happen. This cannot work out. There's no way whatsoever that this is going to come to any good here. But you have to look at it spiritually here. Because Moses kept looking at, oh, me, me, me. It was not about Moses. It was simply the vessel that God was choosing to use at that certain time. And you've got to realize right Right now that you and I are the vessel that God is trying to use. Amen. And so that means, you may be seated, 
God kept having to tell Moses, Moses, you stick your hand in and pull it out. You throw your rod down, and then you pick it back. And each time, he keeps showing him these mighty works right then. And he kept going back, oh, Lord, well, I I can't speak very good. And then he said, who hath made your mouth? Did I not make it? So if I've made it here, I'm going to be able to use it for my purpose, if you will allow me to do it. Okay. God has made us. He, the scripture says he's called each and every one of us. He's called us with a holy calling. He has brought us into his presence. We are surrounded by his presence right now. And the scripture said in his presence there is liberty and there is power in his presence. So that means it's not a mistake that God has called us. It's not a mistake that we are at the place that we're at right now. And God has provided a blessing. He's provided a work. He's provided everything that we need in our life. But we simply have to stay with the instruction. We simply have to stay with the commandment that God has given us for this time. And as long as we keep our part, as long as we keep ourselves humble, as long as we keep ourselves broken and submitted and repented of our sins, and we continue to be renewed, the Scripture says, day by day by His Spirit, and he continues to strengthen us that means we're going to have the mindset that we need that means we're going to keep in line with the instructions that he has given us that means we're not going to be saying well Lord I don't know this and Lord I don't know why this and that's why the scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight because Moses kept looking naturally at the situation and God's trying to say hey I don't want you to look at it through your eyes I want you to look at what I am going to do through you And I know looking at my situation, I know that I can do nothing, but I know a God who has created all things. And I know a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know who he is tonight. And I know he's already got everything right where it needs to be. All the while, the scripture says God knows the beginning from the end. So all the while, he's got it exactly where it needs to be. And the scripture says all we've got to do is hold on. And we keep holding. And the scripture says when you don't allow us, you stand. And you just stand there and you wait and you continue and you tarry. Just like they did in the book of Acts. They tarried. They did not let go. They did not run out because it didn't come in their time frame. They kept holding on to the blessing and the promise that God had given them because they knew in their mind, hey, it doesn't matter how long it takes. I know that my God is going to be right on time. I know that my God's going to bring right what I need at the right time. And all I've got to do is keep praising Him. All I've got to do is keep giving thanks in everything the Scripture says. So that means while I'm waiting patiently, I'm going to give thanks. I'm not going to allow there to be a doubt in my mind or my speech. I'm not going to talk down and bad about things and say, well, God, this is... No, no, no. My God's good. He's woke me up. My God's good. He's delivered me another day. My God's good. He's brought truth into my life. There is not going to be a negative word that comes out because God is the one that's doing all things. Amen. And I don't want to get in my mindset and my thinking, my outlook, and say, well, God, no, 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 no. The Scripture says he can do all things. And I know my God has got a plan, and he's got a purpose. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to stay right where he's called me, and I'm going to keep doing what he's called me to do. The Scripture says he's calling us to be a servant. I'm serving him today. I'm worshiping him today. I'm just calling upon him today. I'm just making sure I'm in the right mind and keeping that right mind and just keep holding on and keep praising him and keep worshiping him. Keep being encouraged of his word and not allow the devil to take away your joy. Not allow the devil to take away your blessing. Not allow the devil to talk you out of what God's put you into. I know where God's placed me. 
And I'm not going to allow anything else to shake me off of the foundation that God has placed me on tonight. I'm going to continue to praise. I'm going to continue to lift him up through the good and through the bad. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to keep lifting him up. Let's worship him right now. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised. 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 Hallelujah. You're worthy to be Hey, 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 hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised, 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 hallelujah, you're worth
Your Holy Ghost have its way, dear Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It is good to be in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night tonight. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 10. Book of Mark chapter 10 and beginning at verse 23 and Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God and the disciples were astonished at his words but Jesus answereth again and saith unto them children how hard is it for them that trusted in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I like to preach on true riches. You can be seated tonight. Backing up in this account, just before this took place, there was a young rich ruler that came to Jesus, and he asked the question. He asked him how? Do I inherit eternal life? The Bible says that Jesus told this individual, he told them about following the commandments. This individual said that I've been doing these things from my youth up. Then the Bible says that Jesus told this individual that one thing thou lackest. And the Bible says that Jesus told him to go and to sell all that he had to give it to the poor to come to take up his cross and to follow after him the Bible says that that young man he left he left sad because the Bible says that he had great possessions and he left he walked away from Jesus asking the question what should I do to receive eternal life and getting an answer but one that he didn't like he turned away and walked away from Jesus. 
The Bible goes on to tell us that Jesus began to question his disciples and ask them, how hard is it for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of God? Tonight, we're living in a world that displays the same kind of actions that this young rich ruler displayed. Because this world feels that they have everything that they can possibly they can possibly have. When you've got the things of this world, the rich, the so-called riches and the fame, it doesn't seem like you need anything else in their eyes. But we know tonight that there's much more that goes deeper than just the things of this world, the material things of this world. Because the Bible teaches that those things are going to pass. This world resembles a certain people, a certain group of people that was addressed in the book of Revelations where the Bible says that they were lukewarm, where it says that they wasn't hot or that they weren't cold, but that they was lukewarm. And the Bible says that they said that we are rich, we have, we have goods that have increased, and the Bible says that they didn't know that they was wretched, that they was miserable, that they was blind, and that they was naked. And that the Lord said to them that to buy of me that gold that has been tried, that tried gold that has been tried, and that I will make you rich. Tonight, I'm glad tonight that I'm buying that tried and that testing in that proven goal tonight. I'm glad tonight that I'm not trusting in the riches of this world, in the things of this world, because it's all going to pass, it's all going to fade away. But tonight, I want to buy into that thing that has been proven, that thing that has been tested, that thing that has been here forever, and that is the Word of God, that is the Holy Ghost. I want to buy into the church tonight and what the church is promoting tonight. I'm not here to buy into what the world is running to and fro to, but I've come to buy. I've come to invest my time, my energy, my strength into the church tonight. You can be seated. The Bible says that Jesus looked upon this young man and that he loved him. And he told them there was just one thing that thou lackest. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but when I came to the Lord, there was more than just one thing that needed to be fixed in my life. There was a couple of things. And here Jesus told this, man, this young man that there's only one thing that thou lackest. And he wasn't willing to, to sacrifice and to do what the Lord asked for him to do in order to inherit eternal life. Tonight, whatever the Lord is asking of you, I tell you that it is worth doing what his word says. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is the greatest thing that you could ever come in contact with tonight. You may think you have it all tonight in this world, but when you get in the church, you realize that the things that are in this world, that it doesn't matter, that it doesn't satisfy, that it doesn't last. You find out what true riches are, and it's in the church. You can be seated tonight. 
This world is deceived by the enemy. This world has been blind by the enemy to actually think that the fame and the fortune that the, the lowercase God of this world gives, that it's going to amount to something. But it doesn't amount to anything. The Bible talks about the sower and how that the word that was being sown into different individuals' lives. The Bible talked about the word falling on stony ground. It talked about it falling among thorns. And the Bible begins to say that the ones, the word that fell amongst the thorns, that it was choked out of that, that individual. And the Bible used the word because of deceitful riches and the, the cares of this life, that it was choked out. You know, the world, they are deceived by the things of this world. But I'm thankful for the day that I'm no longer deceived, but the Lord opened up my eyes to what is true, to what is real, to what is genuine. Come on. The, this is the place that we need to be tonight, and it's here in the church. Understand that you're not just here tonight just to let this service go by, but that you are storing up heavenly treasures tonight in a spiritual bank account that is going to pay off in the long run. Come on, I know that my worship is not in vain tonight. I know that my dance is not in vain tonight. I know that my hallelujah is not in vain tonight. But that is going to amount to something. You can be seated. The Bible goes on to tell us about a certain man, how that the Bible says that he fared sumptuously day after day. And the Bible says that there was a, a beggar that was there laying at his doors. And that he, how he walked by that beggar day after day and didn't pay him no mind. He had it all. He thought that everything, all his needs was met until he was faced with eternity one day. And the Bible says that that man lifted up his eyes in torment as he figured out that what he had lived for, what he had put all his time into, that it really didn't amount to anything because he didn't take it with him. He didn't take it with him, but he lifted up his eyes in hell, and he, then he wanted to hear what Lazarus had to say. Then he wanted somebody to go back and tell his family, not to come to that place. And this world is wasting their time. They're wasting their energy. They're pouring everything that they have into this world. And you know, unfortunately, they're going to find out the hard way that the things that they live for really didn't matter when the big picture, when it comes down to the big picture. Tonight, I want to pour my energy, my time, and my effort into the things that really matter here tonight come on the Holy Ghost is for each and every one of us here tonight that is a good thing in case you don't know it you have an opportunity to make heaven your home tonight you can be seated the Bible tells us what does it profit of the man if he gains the world and lose his soul it profits nothing 
to pour all your time and pour all your energy into this world and try to stock up riches in this world and tear down barns and build bigger barns. All that is a waste of time. The Bible says that the thief and the rust and the mouth that they're going to come and destroy those things. But I'm buying into things that the thief can't get his hand on. I'm buying into things that the rust can't tame. I'm buying into things that the mouth can't destroy. Come on, I'm buying into true riches tonight. I'm stocking up treasure in heaven tonight. Come on. I don't know if you understand it tonight, but the Holy Ghost is here tonight. And that's the greatest thing that you can ever be involved with. You can be seated. I refuse to waste my time in this world giving over to things that aren't going to satisfy things that aren't going to save me, things that aren't going to make my life any better. But I want to be content where God has placed me. I want to be content in what God has put in my life. And if the Lord decides to bless me, then hallelujah. But if he don't, then hallelujah anyhow. The Bible tells us that the little that a righteous man has, that it is better than all that the wicked has. Come on. I don't care what little things that I have, but the Lord has given it to me, and I want to be content with what he's given me. I want to know that it is enough for me to make it. It's enough for me to stand upon. You can be seated tonight. This world tries to get young people to buy into the image that it's promoting. And it shows all the flashing lights. It shows all the big cars with the big rims on it and all the, the bling and all the, the, the ladies. And they show all those things to try to get our young people to buy into those things. But I want you to know that if you chase those things, that it will lead you to a devil's hell. But if you stand firm on the word of God, the word of God that was quoted here tonight, if you stand firm on that, then it's going to lead you to eternal life. It's going to lead you down the path of righteousness. It's going to lead you down the path of holiness. Oh, I know what I have here tonight. And I didn't come to take advantage of it. I didn't come to take it for granted. But I've come to lay hold on eternal life tonight. Come on. I didn't come just to ask the question. But whatever the Lord says, I want to do. You can be seated tonight. You have, we have the greatest thing that can ever imagine, you can ever imagine tonight. We are a part of something great. We are a part of the body of Christ. We are a part of the kingdom of God. That is, where, that is worth more than anything that this world can offer you. That is worth more than anything that the devil puts in your face. It is worth more than that. I'm thankful for the day that God opened up my eyes and helped me to see 
the things that really matter, the things that really are going to keep me. Come on, things like prayer, things like reading the word of God, things like Bible study, things like door knocking. Come on, those are the things that are going to keep you. Those are the things that are going to sustain you. Those are the things that are going to take you from glory to glory. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us to set our affections on the things of, that are above and not on the things of this earth. I want to get my eyes off this earth and I want to get my eyes on where it needs to be. And that's on heavenly things. That's on true riches. That's on spiritual things. This world, they are running to and fro, trying to, trying to make themselves better in this life. But I want to make myself better for the life to come. I want to make myself better so that I can advance in the kingdom of God, so that I can build God's kingdom, so that I can be what he's called me to be. That is a light. That is a witness. That is a soul winner. Come on, I refuse to let the devil get me distracted on the things of this world and cause me to lose focus on what really matters. You can be seated tonight. The Bible tells us, talks about a, a man that decided that he was going to tear down his barns and that he was going to build bigger barns. And the Bible talks about how that, that man was referred to as a fool because he neglected the spiritual because he was all concerned about the natural. I don't want to be concerned about the natural. I don't want to be concerned about the physical because I understand that this body of mine is going back to the dust from which it came. But I want my spirit to be right with God. I want my, my heart to be in line with the word of God. I want my mind to be fixed on what it needs to be fixed on. I don't want it to be fixed on 50 cent. I don't want it to be fixed on the Beyonce's of this world. But I want it to be fixed on the word of God. Come on. I want it to be fixed on the Holy Ghost. Come on, those things don't matter. Those things will lead you to a path of destruction. But I want my eyes to be where it needs to be. Come on, even tonight, I want my heart. I want my eyes to be where it needs to be. And that is this service tonight. That is the Holy Ghost being poured out. That is blessing the name of the Lord with all my heart. With all my mind and my soul. In the name of Jesus. Let us remain standing tonight. The Holy Ghost is in this place tonight. I don't know what it is that you've. What you've put before the Lord. I don't know what it is. For some people, they put family before God. Some people, they put a broke down relationship that the Lord is trying to pull them out of before God. But I tell you tonight, you don't want to walk away 
from the Lord the way that that young rich ruler did. You don't want to walk away from him. But whatever it is that he's asking you, you want to do it. And in case you don't know, I'm going to help you out a little bit. He's asking you to repent of your sins, to lay it down, and to turn away from it. He's asking you to be baptized in his name, which is Jesus' name, in a watery grave right behind us. And he promises that when you come up out of that water that you will be brand new and that he will fill you with his spirit. And then he commands us to go and to be a light, to be a witness, to live a holy and a righteous and an overcoming life. That's what he's asking you to do tonight. I promise you, it is worth giving up everything. It is worth letting go of this world. When you feel the power of the Holy Ghost and when you experience the move of God in your life, you will realize that very moment that this is what you've been looking for. This is what you've been searching for. I'm thankful for the day that I stopped walking in ignorance and realized that what I was looking for was right in my face all along. And I'm thankful for the day that the Lord had mercy on me. He had grace. He was patient with me to the time that I came around and saw that everything that I needed was right here in the church. I'm thankful for that tonight. Let us lift up our hands and let us begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The Lord is reaching out for someone here tonight. He's asking you to come to him. He's asking you to buy in to what he is to what he is prepared for you. Designed for you with your name on it. These altars are open tonight. I invite someone that if you haven't received the gift of the Holy Ghost that you would come down to this altar and that you would lift up your heart with your hands and that you would begin to cry out to the Lord. Come on, I invite those that have lost their way, that have lost their direction, that have lost that Holy Ghost perspective, that you would come down here and let God give it all over to you once again. That you will allow him to renew you with his spirit once again. Come on, let us call upon the name of the Lord tonight.
you mean more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you 